You are listening to the Gate 7 International Podcast, a podcast connecting Olympiacos fans from Melbourne to Baltimore, from London to Piraeus. We are four Olympiacos fans from every corner of the world, bringing you news and interviews of the team you love in English. With new episodes twice a week, you'll never lose the latest updates and stories of the team you love. This is our team, our city, and our land. You're listening to the Gate 7 International Podcast. What's happening, guys? We're Gate 7 International, your number one English source for all things Olibiakos. We're back for another one, this time bringing you the latest transfer news after our lacklustre performance yesterday against Panathinaikos in the Derby of Eternal Enemies, ended in a 0-0-4 draw. There is movement in the Olibiakos camp since the morning. And the names that are coming up are Joao Carvalho, He's been in and out of the transfer rumours and stories the last few seasons. And Vasilis Zagaritis, former Panathinaikos left-back, is also gaining some traction in terms of covering that left-back position together with Oleg Rabchuk. We've got a special guest with us today from the Nottingham Forest camp, a big fan of Nottingham Forest that we've spoken to in the past before. But before we get into that, please don't forget to like and subscribe Make sure you always get your regular Olympiacosa updates from Gate 7 International. We go live after matches. We do previews for European games. We organize interviews like the one today. So hit that subscribe button. Make sure you don't miss the next episode of Gate 7 International, your international home for the red and white legend by the fans, for the fans, Trilos Badu. Now, getting into this nitty-gritty there are fresh links for João Carvalho to join Olympiacos. Again, he's a player that's been linked with the club before, plays as a creative midfielder, number 10 or deep-lying number 8. Nottingham Forest fans are going to tell us more about him. Perhaps what we're looking for, the creativity being severely lacking in the last few games, zero shots on target yesterday. We don't know what state Fortunis is going to return in when he does come back in February. Aguibu Kamara is away at AFCON, the African Cup of Nations, until the end of the month. He also has an ankle injury that the uh, the Guinea team said would keep him out for two to three weeks. That needs to be confirmed when he comes back. So there is a big gap in that number 10 position. We've been severely lacking creativity. Could Joao Carvalho be the one to solve our creative problems in the middle of the park? Now, the story started this morning with Costas Nikolakopoulos writing in the popular Olympiacos daily, Kokinos Protathlitis, that Olympiacos were looking into Joao Carvalho again, and Vasilis Zagaritis was turning up to be the number one option now for left-back cover. So from our own sources, from the UK, we have learned today, again, from our sources, that this is a done deal for Carvalho and that he, we should have already learned news about this today, but he is expected to sign by the end of this week. So Monday today, by Sunday, according to our sources, he should be in Athens to sign for the club. 
Now, without further ado, I'm going to bring on our special guest, Mr. Doe. Hello. How you doing, man? I'm not too bad, man. Good, good to be back on this channel. Talk about the Mighty Forest. Your big brother. Your big brother club. Yeah, man. It's good to talk again. I think last time we spoke was when you signed Mohamed Drager. But God, don't talk about it. For you. He's not played. You know, we, don't, we don't know where he is. I don't know where he is. He's not, he's not played one game for us. Is he playing in the under-23s, like with the reserves he, or he's, what? He's played, he's played one game. One game for the under-23s. And no, nowhere to be seen, but... Okay. I don't know. I don't know. And it wasn't even like he played sixty minutes, and and it was his first game, rusty and all that. But nah, we're not seeing him. I know he's on. He's on international duty and that. So, but he's gone off with Tunisia to Afcon again, okay. <laughs> again. So yeah, we're not seeing him at all. So he is. He is in fact alive. Then he is alive. He is alive, but no, nowhere to be seen on on the pitch. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I can tell you that Olympiacos fans have been following the the developments at Nottingham closely. Like you said, there is a brotherly relationship there, and I'm I'm personally very happy to see you guys starting to turn it around with this new coach that came in. Um, mm-hmm. Seems to be doing a hell of a lot better than um, what was it the the old Tottenham coach you had? Was it Chris uh, Chris Chris Hewton? Chris, Chris, Chris Hewton. Chris yeah, Hewton. yeah. So. Very glad to see you guys are turning it around. I see um, Marinakis' son, Miltiadis, is posting a lot on social media as well recently. Uh, and uh, who was it? The, the, against Arsenal, you guys turned into Olympiacos. Every time that uh, every time that Arsenal play against the team that's owned by Vagelis Marinakis, they have some upsets. So, you know, there was a good bit of banter about that in Greece. I can, I can tell is you there? that before, mate. Is... There was a lot of banter when you, when you guys knocked out Arsenal. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. But we'll, we'll, I will ask you some questions about, you know, how you guys are doing and, you know, how happy you are with, with things going on and, you know, the promises that were made. And we, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But, of course, yeah. I want to ask you about Joao Carvalho. Um, what are your thoughts? I looked at his stats this morning, this season, and I saw a player that's played eight games for you this season two 90-minute games, one of those against Bradford in the EFL where he scored two goals, another appearance, a third appearance as a starter where he came off in the 45th minute against Derby, and then the mm. rest as, you know, kind of cameo subs where he didn't do anything. Zero yeah. goals, zero assists. And I know that we're talking about a player that came from Benfica, highly tipped, you know, like a technically gifted, diminutive, like attacking midfielder, what happens? Like, what's happened to him? Where where can I start? Um, like I said, he, he, he played an, a full 90 minutes against Bradford and he, he scored two. And um, the, 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 he played all right. He wasn't fantastic, but he played all right. Um, then he played against Derby. He started and then got took off second off because... He just, he just wasn't in the game. And, and when you got to play like with Jaco Valio, to think what he does, he like he makes things happen, he sets goals up, and you make one or two goals, but it's, it's just not been him. It's just not been him all season. And like I said, he's made two camo appearances off the bench. 
and it, he's not done nothing. And, and that and it's as Forest fans, we want any player to play good because like, I know he's got this thirty million pound price tag on him from Benfica, um, but he, he, he hasn't done no, and it's just it's just a bit disappointing. On um, like I said, with Steve, with Steve could come in. Like every five players stepped up, but Jack Valley, like I said, like he's not like I said, he's, he's made two appearances, but he's just not been him. He's, he's just not got a star at all for us. But is it sad? Not really. For me, opinion, like some five fans will be sad, especially the young generation. But for me, he just hasn't worked out from it at all. So am I surprised he's been linked with you lot? <laughs> not really. So. It is what it is. Like I think, it, I think it's time to go for um, Jan Cavallo. You know, it, it's a transfer story that's done the rounds. A couple of, I think, you know, definitely last summer, the summer before that, maybe even the January transfer window before this one. Um, the name always pops up, and I think it was close to happening. Was it last year or in the summer? But he didn't want to come. And was he ended up at Malaga? I think playing yeah. uh, playing in the second division in in Spain again. I, I looked at his numbers. Al- were... Was it Almero? No, Almero. He went to. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, Almeria. Yeah. So he went to Segunda Division in Spain. His numbers weren't great. Um, now he's back at Forest, and I think this time it's different in a sense that you know a lot of people are asking the question: Is this still happening so that we can help Carvalho? Or is this still happening so that Carvalho can help Olympiacos because Olympiacos have a need in that position, like I was saying earlier? Um, and I think the answer to that question is it's a bit of both, and that's why I think this is going to happen. Uh, and I, you know, I, I do believe that our source is, of course, very credible, telling us that this signing will go through this week. I think, you know, if you look at it both ways from the perspective of, of the player. And and the club, it's kind of a, a win-win this time. So I expect that this time is going to be different. He'll come over. Um, in, in terms of the formation that you guys play, I mean, we're, we're talking about a player that, as far as I know, he's really like a number 10. He likes to play a free role behind the striker. Yeah. He likes to drift, you know, wherever wherever he wants to, you know, get close to the ball, get in on the action and, and make things happen, like you said. So, you know... Do, have you been playing that formation this year? Is it? It's been more of a four-four-two. You guys play, if I'm I'm not mistaken. So does he not play, fit into your system? Like when when Steve could come in, like we started with three-five-two. Then we, we sometimes we can play four-two-three-one, but as you mentioned, like Cavallo, he's at number ten, and he's just not been playing in that in that role. Like he'll, he'll come off he'll come off the bench, and. I'll mention he played against. I think it was Hull, and that. And um, you expect like when you're winning, when when you're on top of the game, you expect Cavalio to do something. Like defensive wise, especially against Hull, like people don't expect him to be to do defensive work. But he did okay. Mm-hmm. But going forward, that's what Forest fans want. We want to see, want him to see creative football. Makes makes something happen because that's what, that's what it does. It makes something happen, and he he hasn't done it. And that's what and, and I'll mention another Olympiacos player, Cafu, that we've got at Forest, and um, he's done like Cafu is not on number ten, yeah, and, and he's done more work than Cavallo in that role. 
Yeah. So that's why I think, like for myself, I'm not, I'm not talking for half of five times because they'll say different things uh, about Cachao. He just, he just not hasn't done it in, in that role for it. And like, it's just, it's, 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 it's just like we don't, we don't want to be disrespectful to the player because he's in a Forest badge. But yeah, him going to him, him going to Olympiacos, is it because it's? But I personally think we need play, we need players for ourselves to balance the books. So if if, if you look yeah. at it, he's just going there just to. You, you can say you, you know what I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah. Balance yeah, yeah. the books, and, that, and that's how it is. I'm being honest and truthful, but it just yeah, he's been linked with Olympiacos so many times, hasn't it? Like, like you mentioned, he didn't want to go to Olympiacos last season. You had yeah. um, was it Thiago? You, you had Thiago Silva. Like yeah. I think it was like, and yeah, it, it, would, would, do you think it'll work at Olympiacos? I personally don't think it will, and, and, that, and that's me because. As you mentioned, he went to Amere last last season, and that didn't work out for him. So I I really don't know. Like I hope he does. But he's a nice guy off the pitch, but on the pitch he just he hasn't done nothing. And that and that's me being honest. You mentioned Thiago Silva, and he, I think I think remember talking to you and other Forest fans last year and. I remember Forest fans being pretty pissed about this, like, you know, Thiago being seen as a decent, like, squad player by Forest. And Aulibiakos, I have to say that I don't think he ever got a proper run in the team, like, mm. consecutive games. Um, but, I mean, he he left in the summer, I think, pretty much for yeah. a free and went to Gimaraes. I haven't mm. followed him since then. But... What would you say are the comparisons or like the differences between Thiago and and Joao Carvalho? Can like I always imagined like Thiago Silva as being like a number eight, like a clear kind of central midfield player that yeah. needed some some more strong presence around him, but that someone mm. who was quite nippy, like low center of gravity, can get the ball forward, decent technique. Uh, how are they similar and how are they different? When Thiago Silva, when he played under Sabri Limucci, people assumed Thiago Silva was at number 10. Like, like you just mentioned, he played as a, you play alongside a defensive midfielder if you play that 2-4-2-3-1. Silva, like I think, if I remember, he scored four goals and four assists in that whole season. Giacovalio, I don't think he, he scored one. Like, he got injured. Giacovalio got injured at the start of the season in a friendly. And because he got injured, Thiago Silva played as more of a number 10 role. And he got game time. Loads of, loads of game time. And would I compare them two together? When it comes to technical-wise, Giacovalio, I think, is ahead of Silva. But... Mm-hmm. If you see it, uh, I, like, I, I, was I upset when Silva left? Not really, because he wanted he, he wanted to leave Nottingham. Yeah. He wanted to leave Nottingham to, to go to Greece. So I, I wasn't cheesed off of it. Like, don't get me wrong, Silva will do some assists and all that, but I want Jacobo is a little bit in front of a little bit in front of uh, Silva, but c- comparing both of them, uh, Cavalli is a little bit in front of him. If I'm, I don't know, but. It is what it is, babe. 
yeah. It's interesting you mentioned the numbers, though. I mean, you're saying four goals and four assists in the championship for a Portuguese player is not bad. Mm. Carvalho's numbers not being as good as Thiago's and Thiago being a flop at Olympiacos. Mm. I don't know. I think don't don't get me wrong. Don't, don't yeah. get me wrong, because when Gian Cavalli came to, came to Forest the first season under Anto Cranchio, he was fantastic as at number 10. Like, yeah. it was him and um, he had a good link-up with our, our main striker, Lewis Grubbin. He was yeah. fantastic. Setting goals up, entertaining the Forest fans and that. And... Because like I said, I mentioned when he got injured under Sabin Lumucci, he got it was a bad injury, and since then he's, he's just not been the Giacobello as far as fans know. And when you've got a a thirteen million um, club, it's a club transfer record. There's going to be pressure on on to be a successful at the club, but it, it, it's just not been him at all, and it's it's a shame. It's a shame that it's, it's, it's got to happen. And uh, but I'm, I'm personally being polite towards him, and that's my and that's my opinion. It's true because I can I'm detect. Just, I can detect that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm being polite. If if, you, if you're looking at this, Forest fans watching this, and they'll just say, "Door, oh, you're being nice to him because he he just, he just wasn't." We've, we've, right, I mentioned that this comment about Forest. Thiago Silva was more of a tough battler to Giacovalio. Giacovalio is not he's not a person that can bully someone. In that midfield, and that's what Forest, were, Forest fans were frustrated with him, because, like again, we mentioned about Giacovalio, he's a kind of player that can play fantastic when there's no pressure. If you know what I mean, so that's interesting because, I mean, we're talking about a high-pressure club like Olympiacos, where yes. you're expected to win every single game in every single competition, like week in, week out. Um, and it, yeah, the more I listen to you, the more it sounds like it's a player that, yeah, yeah, if you look at it from a football manager kind of perspective, he's got fantastic attributes from a technical perspective. And then when you yeah. look at mental attributes and work rate determination, they're like below 10. Well, that's what it sounds like to me. It's, no, but, it, is. it is. This is why I wanted Des on. I don't know where Des is because Des, Des will see the brutal honest about it. Because like I said, there's so, was, was it like when Gerald Cavallo, everyone thought, yes. 13 million man can play because as far as fans we wanted that number 10 and when we heard from Benfica yes he's going to be a fantastic player but all around if you look at it it's just been a waste of space and right now with Forest playing fantastic under Steve Cooper it's not a chance he's not, he's not going to find a way in the team is he? no chance no. not like Forest fans thought like when he was on, on loan to Almeria last season like I said he didn't, he didn't even play good for them it wasn't even great for him. And Forest fans assuming, oh, he's going to come back under man, new management. Yeah. It's going to be a different, a different new Jared Cavallo. And no. And like I said, it's, it's frustrating and it, it is, it's difficult with, with, with Jared Cavallo not setting the heights. But like I said, the price tag is not his fault. Yeah. It just, it just hasn't been at Forest. So, yeah. But, I mean, the price, tag, the price tag is what it is. And now looking at his valuation, at least according to Transfermarkt, we're looking at a player that's worth 2.2 million euro now, whose contract is ending 2023. So next season, he's got another year left. So, I mean, you, you alluded to this earlier on and 
Okay, let, 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 let's state the obvious things now and be clear about it. When we talk about transfer fees and whether something's a transfer and whether it's a loan, when it has to do with Olympiacos and Nottingham Forest, it, mm. yeah, let's just say it's an undisclosed fee or whatever it is. Uh, been a 10 million. We'll, take, we'll take 10 million for him. Olympiacos, we'll yeah. take 20 million. 20 million for him, we'll take it. Let's let's give a call to the president now and ask him like just yeah to clear just call up. him Jeez, Mr Makonakis can we have some twenty million for your man we'll take him <laughs> about that that's that disgraceful man but but do you think do you think this is one of those things where I mean for the owner of the clubs yeah is one of those things where he's balancing the books like you yeah. guys like you said you're looking to possibly make some transfers bring in some reinforcements to help you push for um for a promotion spot. Yeah, it's hundred percent. Because like I said, we've got we've got manager that's come in, and um, he want he, he wants to bring his own ideas, and then um, let's say we brought some two quality players. We kept, we kept well three quality players. We kept one. Um, we want to buy two more, but with the, with the um, FFP, that yeah. will always try and get to where's the book. We've got to buy the books, and if we can get I don't know a few pa- a few pennies for Zhao. To get the two extra players, then why not get why not get get to playoffs at least? But um, whatever. If if if, if Mar- Mr. Marmanakis can give us at least twenty million for Jacobale, he's worth it. He's worth it. And um, yeah, give it we'll, we'll give it twenty million, and then we can bounce the box. Well, uh, I'm I'm not too encouraged with what you've said. Uh... But again, I think I think both our clubs, they're they're clubs that appreciate players that play with with passion, that that put that extra work rate. Um maybe, you know, maybe a fresh start will do him good. There's a Portuguese manager at the club. There are Portuguese speaking more Portuguese speaking players here. He might be suited to the culture more. Uh I don't know. But yeah, if you if you're saying that this is a guy that doesn't really like to press high up the pitch. I mean, we didn't talk about it. does he does he press does he press as a number ten or is he lazy? On some, on, on, uh, no, on, on some some sometimes he will, but no. Okay, and that's, that's it. Some Forest fans will, might disagree, and that's that's yeah. fine. But no, people. The thing, the thing right, the thing about Jack Cavalli, like people like. Especially the young generation, because the name's Jacobalio, Carvalho. That's how everyone says. And but it it doesn't make me say it because he doesn't do nothing. And being like you've got to you got to work hard. And this is why for, um, the, the past forest managers have not played him. So I I don't know. I want you know what? Like I said, I want him to do well for Olympiacos. If he if he comes over here and he you know he, he has a belter you know you guys will be screaming at the end of the season about you know bring him back and <laughs> not me I won't yeah. I won't but that but that, I don't know where's Des where's where are you Des Des, Des is more um, yeah there's so much Forest fans like so what, would, what, what, what Des isn't here so but but what would Des say about about Joao Carvalho he's your mate. Des will be more blunt. I'm, I'm more, on the fence. More what? Blunt. Blunt. More blunt. Like, it'll be, more, it'll be more honestly. 
Like with me, I'm honestly, I mean, I'm being honest about Jacob Alio, but Forest fans are like, I'm, I'm this. Yeah. This, is, this is like this, further down. Yeah. And so he's like, get rid, get rid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I want him to do well, Olympia. I just, I personally don't think he'll start for Olympia. Cost, and that, and that's my honest opinion on him. I mean, we, we've we've also got a manager that whenever we bring new players in, it's very rare that he'll throw someone into a starting lineup. You know, after signing, like he, I'll, if we do sign him, I won't be surprised to see him not play until February. To be to mm. be quite honest, but but again, like there is a there is a lack in that position for us, creatively speaking. We, we're relying on a 37-going, 38-year-old Mathieu Valbuena to, to do anything creative from a set piece or, you know, a cross from outside the box into one of the strikers. And it's just, you can't rely on a 37, 38-year-old star, like a wonderful player. He's played more than 40 games for the French national team. But mm. it's just, you can't, you can't rely on that anymore. So mm. anyway... We'll see. Um, I, I appreciate your your insights on on Jacques Carvalho. I do want to ask you, like, more generally about you know how how things are going in in Forest and how do you see the Marinakis era so far? Do you think that he can take? Do you still think that he can take you back to the Premiership? He did say when he joined not to expect immediate results. Are the fans running out of patience? Like, what's the vibe at Forest right now? Well, let, let me be honest, right? With Maranakis, like, he's pumped in loads of money at Forest. So you can't blame the guy. And um, what the problem was, as you all know, Yanis, the Forest CEO, he was the problem. Uh, because, I don't know if you know, two seasons ago, like, we sold Matty Cash to Aston Villa for 16 million. Great player. Yep. And with Yanis... And first one's comments, if you, you you might you'll definitely know, he, he he was toxic at Forest. He wasn't he wasn't get along with um Forest fans at all. Um and I think now he's I think he's got, I think he's back at Limpiarcos now. I've, I've done it for years. Like, that's what I'm saying. He's he's that he, I think he's back at he's back at Limpio. Is he not back there? Um, he doesn't appear in any of the ecosystem like with us now, so I well, have no idea. Well, we, we were told like it because he was our, he was our CEO, and now yeah. because he, he he's still a, a director at Forest, but he's not the CEO anymore. We've got we've got a new CEO called Dane Murphy. Um, he's, he's successful of uh, at his other clubs, um, and he's done a ten times better job than Yanis. Bringing yeah. players in, young players, hungry players that can play for the club. And thing with Yanis, Yanis was buying players who who's already done it, who's after who's after who's paying so much wages for a player like a four thirty year old, who's who's getting thirty five k. And for us, I was thinking, why are you doing that, Yanis? Why are you doing that? Like you don't need that. And I think as far as fans wasn't happy with Marinakis. Like like I said, Marinakis is pumped in so much money at Forest. And we just all four fans said we, we don't need Yanis, get, get rid of him. And it's happened. Murphy's come in, we put in Steve Cooper to replace Hooton, and the season's changed. And now this chapter window is open, and we've done our business early. And this is not this is strange for Forrest. 
We never do things early. We always do that end of the season, end of the transfer window. This this transfer window is important. And now, like I would like to touch on Carvalho again. I think with with Jacques Carvalho possibly going to Olympiacos, that will free up funds for Maranakis to get this. I think we might need one or two players to push us up the league. Because like I said, Steve Cooper, as Olympiacos fans will know, he's been fantastic for us. But it's not over yet. It's not over. And you um, want like nine, ten points, I think, from from the playoff spot. Well, uh, we're about no, even, no, I think about nine points are close. We're about we're not we're not far away. Not yeah. we're not far away from it. But and you're at the finished. halfway point as well. Halfway point. But like, it's just it's this 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 win is important. And I think with, with Marinakis, like I said, he's, he's pumped in so much money for Forest, and hopefully. From now to the end of the season, we can get in the top six. That's what we want, man. But it's, it's going to be hard because other clubs like um, there's teams like Fuller and Bournemouth, Blackburn, big big clubs as well. So if it's not this season, maybe next season. But right now we, we we're doing fantastic. So only only we can see what will happen. Well, we hope it continues. You have at least five million out of the ten million population of Greece rooting for you. Yeah, all you Olympiacos fans, subscribe to Doran Tom, man. That's what that's what I want. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. There's a few. I know there's a few Olympiacos in my comments, but yeah, Doran Tom, it's here. I think it's here. Yeah, it's underneath. Subscribe. If you if you look in the description, you'll find all the information, the links to. Mr. Doors YouTube channel. You can get all your news about what's going on at Nottingham Forest if you follow his channel. And you'll be and you'll be on my channel when it's when it's official confirmed, won't it? I hope. I hope so, mate. I hope so. Let's you know. You never know with transfers. Like you can you can sign like top top player, and just you know no chemistry with the team for one reason or another. It doesn't work, and then it could be one that you're not expecting anything from, and you get a lot more. And that's actually perfect example. We've seen that this season. We bought in a player from, from Lille, from the French champions, uh, from their academy, an African player from, from Guinea called Agibu Kamara. It was, a, I think we paid 120,000 for him just like, so that they would let him go. His contract that was ending. I think we paid like one of those fees for like youth training academy or whatever it is. Mm. Now Liverpool, Arsenal, whoever, like all the big clubs across Europe are looking at him and he was supposed to go and play for our B team. And now he's our starting and he's our starting number 10 now. So, so you don't know. It's, you know, what you're saying about Carvalho might not sound so encouraging, but you just never know with these I'm just being honest. That's what I'm saying. I'm just being honest. There's nothing I can say about, like I said, he's a good bloke, Jack Carvalho, off the pitch. He like, he'll talk to fans don't go wrong, you'll talk to fans and in chat with um, everyone. But, um, yeah, it's just what, so... What different. he does on the pitch. What he does on the pitch, though. Yeah, it's what he does on the pitch. But like I said, for me, Forest, some Forest fans might disagree with me, but it's, that's fine. That's fine. And um, it, it, just, it just hasn't been him. That's, that's all I can say. Fine. All right, mate. Is there anything else you want to say? Like, anything you might want to ask us since you're on the channel? Um, let me see. Like I know, like I said, you, you. 
which Forest fans want to know, right? What do like I know Mavrakis? He, he doesn't like really promote Forest on his on his social medias. But what's the vibe like in Greece? Like, do Olympiacos want Forest to do well? I know when I went to Olympiacos when Forest played him, there was there was fine about it, but some fans hate it because some people say Mavrakis cares more about Forest than Olympiacos. But I, I disagree. I think he's more focused on Olympiacos than Forest. But What's what's your opinion on it? I think Marinakis is first and foremost a businessman, uh, and clearly he loves Olibiagos. Like it's it's in his veins. Like it's in his family. So I think Olibiagos for him will always be number one. I think as a business investment, he you know he wanted to venture into into something in, in the UK, Nottingham Forest being a, a historic club, red and white as well. He's invested a lot of money, like you said, uh, in the club. I hear there's there are talks about a stadium, um, yep. stadium expansion as well. So. Yeah, we're trying, we're trying to um, smash down the main stand and improve it. Like that, that, yeah. might, happen, that might happen two years ago, two yeah. or three years ago, but there was issues around um, local um, area. Yeah, yeah, those those issues, but ho- hopefully, yeah. I think it should happen. Announce it soon to confirm yeah. that it can happen. But, but like I said, Matt Mar- Mar- is he's put he's put so much money into Forest and that, and um, hopefully, hopefully this um, th- this new main stand can that's built can be done before before we get to Premier Premier League. Yeah, I look like like I said. Um, I think Nottingham Forest was a smart investment for for him. Uh, it shows that he has drive and ambition to take a project like this and get Nottingham Forest back to where they belong. Nottingham Forest has a huge name historically in Greece. If you talk to any football fans, like okay, maybe not ones that are like under twenty, but like anyone over twenty five, like that knows a thing or two about football, knows who Nottingham Forest are. Even if you've been playing in the championship since Pierre Van Hooydonk was your striker, when yeah. what I remember from back in the day, Stan Collymore or whatever. Stan Collymore, any, legend. From from any of the older people that are following this 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 stream today, Stan Collymore, Pierre Van Hooydonk, uh, Peter Beardsley. Did he play for Forest? Or was that no, 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 my bad? Anyway, yeah, but, but no. Um, I think, like I said, primarily business project for Marinagis. Uh, it's a pride thing for him as well. Like, I mean, if he manages to get to get Nottingham Forest back into the Premier League, that's huge. That's Hopefully. huge for him. Like, both in terms of pride, but financially as well. Like, it's massive. massive. And for the fans, like from from the fans' perspective, I think I think Olympiacos fans love it that we have a, a chairman that's also owning a championship team. That wears the same colours, you know. I think, oh, like, we love it. Mm, yeah, I think that's it. Like, when, when I went to Olympiacos, when we know, like, before the game, there's quite a lot of Olympiacos fans. Like, there's it it, it happy to see us. And, like I said, if, obviously I've got a vlog about it as well. When, and it was so great for, um, seeing all the Olympiacos fans talking as well to them. I think I was on the channel. What's the, what's the Olympiacos channel? Um, something sports, I think it is. Um, I don't know what it is now. I was, I was, me and my mate was on their channel for okay. the game, so um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what it was now. Some channel. But, you'll um, have to send. You'll have to send that to me. 
I will send it to you. It was, it was, it was mad. It was, it was really good. But yeah, was, I loved it out there. And ho- hopefully, we, I can come there again. But like I said, I love, um, I love the food there and the stadium. I've got, you know what? I've, I've got Olympiakos top as well. I should have wore it, shouldn't I? Next time. Yeah, next, next time. time. When Carvalho yeah. signs. When Carvalho <laughs> signs. <laughs> yeah, but I'll wear it next time. But yeah, it's, I, I definitely come, I'm definitely coming back to Olympiakos when, if boys play or not. Yeah, mate. No, we'd be like delighted to have you back and delighted to see Forrest come back to Karaiskagi as well for another rematch. Um, that was a good we'll beginning. Beat, we'll, 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 beat, we'll beat you this time. We'll beat you this time. Yeah, yeah I was, I was going to say, like that season, it was a good start. Like that, that, that game and then it went on to be like that season was, I think, the best season we've had under this manager. Um, mm. So we need to make it an annual thing and see if it kind of sets us on the right course. Um but no, no, no jokes aside. Um, thanks very much for making the time to come on the show. And thanks for having me on. Thanks for having me on. Let's be in touch. Um, don't forget, guys, if you want to check out more about Nottingham Forest, like have a look in the description. You'll find all the information you need about Mr. Door and subscribe to his channel. Mate, thanks a lot. See you next time. Right. Peace and love. Thank you very much. Right. That's it, guys. So you heard. The insights from Nottingham Forest fan, that's Mr. Door. Not sure how encouraged I am, but but like I said earlier, I mean, you never know with transfers, they can go one way or another. What we have heard, like I said earlier in the show, according to our sources, this player, Joao Valio, set to sign for the club this week. Uh, keep it locked, keep eyes and ears open. We expect some news very soon on that story. Otherwise, we have one more piece of transfer news for you that relates to Vasilis Zagaritis, former Banathanaikos left back. He got in a disagreement about the renewal of his contract with Banathanaikos about uh, a year ago, and that left him to move to Parma in Italy, and he has not been playing much, if at all, at Parma, and he's looking for a new home, Vasilis Zagaritis appears to be the number one choice to act as cover for Oleg Rayabchuk. That story is back in the headlines. There have been a lot of names for left-back. Um, Mawasa, who was touted in the summer, also another name that we've heard. We've heard um, a, a Georgian, left, Georgian international left-back. They, the media were saying, uh, what was it? Martins is not sure about Zagaritis. Today, it seems that that's what we're going for. So that's all we've got time for today, guys. Make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Make sure you don't miss another episode of Gate 7 International by the fans, for the fans. Thank you if you've made it this far. Keep it locked. I know Ari promised. He promised to have a deep dive for you on new signing Fadiga. That's coming up soon and a lot more content. Stay locked, subscribe. See you next time. You just listened to an episode of the Gate 7 International Podcast, a podcast connecting Olympiacos fans from Brussels to Tokyo, from Toronto to Geneva. We are four Olibiakos fans from every corner of the world. 
bringing you news and interviews of the team you love in English. With new episodes twice a week, you'll never miss out on the latest updates and stories of the team you love. If you liked what you heard, make sure to follow us on social media at Gate7INTL. Give us a subscribe on YouTube or even leave a review on all our podcast channels. Until next time, this is our team, our city and our story. Thrilos, he said. Στο μυαλό κάτι μαγικό.